This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. All right, so Lila's on spring break. So on Saturday, well, I just saw Sean, so he must yeah, be on he's spring, spring break as well. So I went on Saturday and picked up Lila. Yeah. From, because God forbid she takes a bus home. The University of Illinois. Yeah, the University yeah. of Illinois. So I go there and I told her. Hey, I, how come you never take me with? That'd be fun to go down there one weekend. and You want yes. Yeah. Can you sit in a car for with your ailments? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I think I can handle a okay. three-hour drive. So I I told Lila I'm going to be there at 11. Okay. And as a good German, I was there right at 11. Sure. Okay. So I text her and no response. And then I call her and no, you know, no response. Um, so I'm like, oh, she's probably just in the shower. She wants to make sure that she's all squeaky clean for dad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh-huh. so I take a little walk, you know, I go to where the pit was, where it's no longer there. I come back and I call again and uh, text and um, nothing. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, she's probably an extra long shower. Yeah. Right? I have a guess. Okay, well, hold on. So I go, so I go back around, and then finally, I call again, and nothing. Right? Yeah. She doesn't answer. So that's when I start thinking about the Breaking Bad scene where the sure. where the woman's choked on her own vomit, sure. and I'm like, oh, of course, that's where your head would right. go. So, I mean, give me credit. It took me like eight minutes to get that's there. It's not bad for you, right? So I liquid liquidated her five twenty nine and bought a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just when I was going to pick up the boat, she texts me. She overslept. Yeah, okay. of course. So she just, she <laughs> she's just, in college. She overslept and didn't see the thing. Um, and she's your daughter. You know, right. I remember you waking up at like five in the afternoon. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I was. No, honestly, I was getting pretty concerned. Yeah. It was like it was like 40 minutes. Okay. So I was beginning to get a little concerned. Anyway, so after you know, I sell the boat, mm-hmm. um, it, we we have to pick up a couple of her buddies. Okay. okay. So we pick up Patty first. All right. Patty's a boy. So Patty with a penis. Okay. Okay. And Patty I, with two D's. Two D's. Right. Irish, yeah. Irish lad. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, I've got to see his apartment. He's oh my, a I guy. thought you were going to say something there. God. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh my God. No, no, I, no. Like, whoa, <laughs> no. I did not see that coming. No. So I'm like, you know, I've got to see. It's been 30 plus years since I've been in a male college apartment. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, come on. This is <laughs> perfect. So I go up there and it did not disappoint. All okay? right. Yeah. So I sent you some, te- I sent you some images this uh-huh. morning. Yes. Uh, I especially like the toilet. That yes. toilet was Holy really great. mackerel. But the best part of it was on the side, right underneath an air vent, there's like this big clump of dust. Okay. Mm-hmm. It looks like a friggin' wig. <laughs> I mean, it was, and you saw the picture. I did, yeah. Uh, and then, so I go to them, I'm like, do you guys ever vacuum? I'm like, oh yeah, we vacuum. I'm like, well, what, well we're not going to vacuum jock. So Jacques hit the, the oh. they named it. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm totally, that's friggin' awesome. Totally great. Uh, I and, love it. And then we picked up Lila's other friend, Mary Jane. Uh-huh. And guess what we talked about for about 100 miles with Mary Jane? Mary Jane. Pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So she was our good friend in, in college, right. too, Mary but, Jane. Remember? Right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but a great great bunch of kids Rick well that's and I nice. hope they all have a great s- spring break and I hope uh, they're all buckled up for an episode of Minutia Men because that's what's up right now the following is a Tony Lasano podcast an Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network this is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave that's us you know one other thing 
as we're driving home, you know, yeah. they're talking, the kids are talking about their semester, sure. right? They, they loving school. I mean, they love their teacher. <laughs> what, what's not to love? No, but I'm saying the academic part of it, they yeah, love. Yeah, okay. You know, they're talking about the professors that they love and, you know, what you know, we did this exercise. I don't ever remember talking, no. certainly not on the way to spring break. The last thing I would ever think about was school, you know, or. You know, uh, my favorite thing about being the soccer coach, and I did it for many years, um, was I would take a bunch of the kids to soccer games in in a car, mm-hmm. and I was invisible to them. Right, and you just listen to what and they, and yeah. I would just hear their conversations, yeah. and they they generally were not talking about academics. <laughs> well, but that's you know those those are boys. Well, we never did either, <laughs> you know. But they God love these three kids. They love what they're doing, and you know they're at. hey, we got a great show. All right. Uh, got a kind of a long show here, so and I guess I'm even making it longer. When go, started. come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, Rick, this comes from our science desk, Dateline, Florida. NASA fixes solar observation spacecraft by turning it on and off. Okay. Uh, NASA engineers have managed to restore the Interstellar Boundary Explorer spacecraft, or IBEX, uh, to working condition by simply using the oldest trick in the electronics book. Reboot. Right. IBEX was put into contingency mode in February after NASA reset its onboard systems. And the almost 15-year-old space, cl- uh, space flight computer failed to respond, and they didn't know what to do. Okay. So engineers performed what is known as a fire code reset. Okay. When reporters asked Jamie Salzy what a fire code reset was... He let out a little chuckle and sheepishly said, we turned the control panel on and off. And it worked perfectly. So what you're saying is you and I... Are NASA engineers, basically. We're rocket scientists, right, right. basically. We're rocket yeah. scientists. I'm thinking that they called customer service, actually. And they just and they, they go, <laughs> did, did you try turning it on and off? Okay. Um, St- uh, Stacy also mentioned that they that are using they are using aluminum foil for an antenna. Oh, okay. So, right. Great. Do you remember yeah. when... I couldn't remember this, but... All right, I, Vaguely remember, do you remember when we were kids and they had that soft core porn station on like oh, and UHF it have, or something or what? And you had a and it, you could just see the squiggles, right? But if yeah, you, but you take the aluminum foil on your antenna and if you move it in just the right way, you might be able to see. Oh, a, wow, no, I never, no, yeah, that's that's just wow. So you're much more uh clever, tech savvy, and clever than I was. I'm like MacGyver. Um, I've got a story that has historical value, which is something we generally don't do on this show, but uh, this week we're doing it. Um, This is a a really cool story that was in the New York Times this week. They found a bunch of really old letters that had never been opened. Um, In a love letter from 1745, decorated with a doodle of a heart, shot through with arrows, Maria Clara de Adle wrote to her husband, Sebastian, a Spanish sailor working in the colonial trade with Venezuela, that she could no longer wait to be with him. Yes. Later that same year, an an amorous French seaman who signed his name M. Lefebvre uh, wrote a French warship to a certain Marie Anne Hote back in Brest. Like a gunner sets fire to his cannon, I want to set fire to your powder. Yeah. What what year was that? Uh... it was around 1700. Now, yeah. these lines never reached the recipient, so these people never got them. Yeah. And British warships used to snatch letters. 
they would, you know, coll- they uh, attack these warships. Right. They take their their mail and they put it into a compartment somewhere in England, and they did this for centuries. Well, England knew. I mean, England had a lot of experience just taking over other countries. And they stuff, did. So they probably yeah, had they had big, that whole empire <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> they had a big um, U-Haul. They had a big U storage of this stuff. Thirty five thousand ships. They attacked oh. and kept all the mail. And it all sat neglected in a British government storage until now. Yeah. And those are just a couple of the examples. Some of them were actually some famous people, too. Would you like? I mean, sure. it's a little yellow and brittle, but they had, they posted this one. This is in uh, the New York Times, oh, okay. if you want to read it. Uh, from Christmas 1536. Okay. So, I mean, this is how many they've got. Sure. Ready? Actually, Christmas <clears throat> 1536 sounds like somebody who's going to give us a review on our... Right? Could be. <laughs> could be. It is my fondest wish that you and yours... It, oh, I'm sorry. Dearest mother. Ooh. It is my fondest wish to that you and yours enjoy a wonderful Christmas this year. The king and I welcomed our daughter Elizabeth to the world this year. A moment that we will surely treasure forever. His majesty is a doting and attentive father. Dearest Henry, Mm. Henry VIII, I think, Mm. has his moments, as all young sleep-deprived fathers (laughs) do, but we've learned not to take him literally. For instance, when he says something like, if you don't give me a male heir, I'll have you beheaded, you (laughs) filthy whore, he simply means he wants a little brother for our darling Elizabeth. (laughs) And when he tells anyone who will listen that I used witchcraft to get him to marry marry me, he simply means that he loves me so much, it's as if I cast a spell on him. Yes. He's really sweet that way. Life in the palace is wonderful, but sometimes it is a little confining. Luckily, a few weeks ago, Henry promised me a trip to a place called Hades. (laughs) It's been ages since we traveled, so naturally, little Elizabeth and I eagerly await our voyage. It won't be a long trip. His Majesty promises it will be short and swift, but it's good to get away. Lovingly yours, Anne Boleyn. Wow. That... How about that? That's going to fetch some money on eBay, I think. I would think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's others, but, uh, you know, we've got a long show. I, you know, I can... Didn't, yeah. didn't we do a bit once, Christmas letters from famous yeah. people in history? Yeah, what do you think? I just got that. <laughs> I went back and took that out of our old files. <laughs> Did you, was that actually yeah. verbatim? Yeah, yeah. And there's another one here from Jesus or from Mary. <laughs> you know, but it's a little long. It's <laughs> so hilarious. We just, uh, just recycling. Repurpose. It's called repurposing. The repurposing, yes. Hey, Red Zone writes on CastBox, my yeah. mother, yes, my mother, Turn me on to this show. And by the way, it's funny that you didn't realize. Until like, you know, third paragraph. Not only am I impressed that she knows what a podcast is, but she's pretty, she's got pretty good taste. Love this show. And that's from Red Zone. Mother? Is that what you just said? Her mother. Red Zone writes on cast. Do I got to do this again? You weren't listening. Yeah, yeah. that's the part that's throwing me off. My mother. mother, This is the review. My mother. Yes, my mother, this is in parentheses that she wrote, not my mother. Okay, gotcha. Uh, turned me on to the show. Not only am I impressed that she knows what a podcast is, but she's got pretty good taste. Love this show. Ooh, so thank you, nice. Red Zone's mom and Red Zone. Yeah, you can rate us. You can review us. You can follow us. If you like uh, Minutia Man, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember that opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. Time for another feature. 
Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, which we've already done once on the show, but we're going to do how much it again. Of, how much of our shows are you just r- ripping stuff off from 30 years Does it really ago? matter? It's, if, it's, if it's solid gold, does it really matter? Uh, this uh, is a big week in the history of astronomy, uh, because on March 13th, 1781, Uranus was discovered. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. My favorite um, planet. My favorite planet. Every guy's <laughs> every middle favorite age, middle planet. age and middle school guy loves Uranus. Every guy except one, <laughs> yeah. and we interviewed him. Okay, uh, remember Doctor Phil oh, Plate? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is known as the, the bad, bad astronomer. astronomer, and and it was a fun interview. You should check it out. It's episode number forty-two of Celebrity uh, Interview, uh, Men Celebrity Interview. I'm gonna play the part where we talk to him about our favorite planet. Here we go. So, um, what is your favorite planet, Phil? Earth. Okay, oh, okay. good. See, I'm biased. Okay, you, you, you are the first person that has not guessed Uranus. Right? Yeah, has not said Uranus. Every comedian I mean, we've ever had on, no matter there's what. always a Uranus joke, and, and I knew that a scientist would not make one. If they make a Uranus joke, are they really comedians? Um, <laughs> oh, there's the skeptic the, going. Uh, I like that. I like that. I like that very much. It's that whole thing is funny to me because there's there's no reason to call it Uranus. That's not how it's pronounced. It's it's named it, it, the name is actually Greek, and if you if you pronounce it the way it's spelled in Greek, it would be Uranus. Um, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. It's, it's cool, but it's, but it's not, not as funny as Uranus. Not, I'm sorry. It's very Edgar Rice Burroughs. Well, I guess, but in in most astronomers that you talk to now who study it, pronounce it Uranus, which is better. Yeah. Um, but in fact, if you think about it, you know, Uranus is a noun. If you're speaking about Uranus. Right. Um, Uranus is an adjective. Like you walk into a bathroom and go... Mm, smells Uranus. <laughs> so so it's that's a good. whole lot better. That's good, too. All right. That's, yeah. uh, that's our discussion with Dr. Phil Plate, episode 42 of Minutia Men Celebrity. He's Internet. got like, uh, he's not a Nobel Prize winner, but he's like an astrophysicist, really smart guy. And of course, that's where we're going with the really exactly. smart guy. Exactly. That is who we yeah, are, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Uh, it's time for another feature. Time now for Rick and Dave to open up that e-bag of email. Yeah. Uh, it's not, not a feature that we do often because we usually get our emails about our celebrity stories because mm-hmm. we ask people to send it. We don't uh, often get emails that are just hey, you know, you out of the blue, right. right? And this one is kind of out of the blue. It's from Winnie. Um, and, uh, it, this is what it says. One of the things I love about your show is that Jenkins thing you do. I've always said that nobody really knows what they are doing in life. At best, we're faking it. I'm an executive at a company, but even I once blew up a whole business deal because I said something nasty about the CEO of the company we were hoping to merge with when I thought he had hung up on a conference call. <laughs> He heard the whole thing. Uh, You guys probably have your own Jenkins stories. Would you be willing to share them? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got hundreds of them. Let's just pick one each. All right. um, Well, I got... There's the Ramon story when I was in college. You get to pick Uh, whichever one you want to tell. No, I'm picking two. 
Okay. I'm going to do All two. Right. The first, the first great Jenkins was when I was in, um, when we were in Champaign and we were um, on the radio. I was also promotion director, which yeah. is insane. Like well, uh, master's I, degree in advertising. Well, I didn't even want to go to these events yet. I'm running them. Yeah. So we had a promotion that we were going to send some listeners to the Ramones concert in Chicago. Right. The Aragon Brawl Room. Okay. So we get the tickets. Or I don't. I, I, th- in my defense. Wasn't there a bus? Did you uh, get a bus? No, there no. was no bus. Oh, they had to get They up had there to get themselves. there yeah. on their own. And they had a pay for their own hotels too is that true yeah so yeah. it was just basically yeah. the tickets to the ramones show okay. at aragon and at that time it was like 12 bucks each probably yeah or but it was the ramones anyways long story short now i was not in charge of this promotion but i did run the department yeah and i did look over the details and did sign off on it uh-huh. well it appears that we gave them the wrong date whoopsie and daisy the, and we told them that the show was like on a Saturday and it happened on a Friday. <laughs> so all these people drove up to Chicago, <laughs> got their hotel rooms and yeah, that's, you a, know, that's, womp, a big, womp. that's a good whoopsie. Uh, another one, and this is a little, a little bit older and this is, I mean, I got to flop out a paper story. You got to. So, um, God, this is, I don't know, early nineties. I sent a truckload of paper to Nordic press in Minneapolis when the Nordic press in Schaumburg was the ones who ordered it. Oh. So I just put the wrong number down. And so all this paper goes to Nordic press in Minneapolis. Um, I think it cost the company $8,000 in in transportation (laughs) costs and downtime. And just, yeah. So I hit just hit a wrong little number paper. The 40,000 pounds goes to Minneapolis rather than Schaumburg. Could have left it with the remote story. Really? That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, paper isn't as universal as you think (laughs) it is. Well, Uh, well, I have, I have a story too. Uh, this one is, uh, back from my radio days Mm -hmm. as well. And it, it was when I was Stephen Gary's producer. And actually I could, I probably have 15 stories from then because I was kind of a moron. Mm -hmm. Um, they were dicks. Yeah. The worst one was when I was working all this is during the 1988 election. Oh, yeah. okay. And I think I've told this story, sure. but you know, yeah. it's been years. Yeah. Um, 1988 election, Michael Dukakis running against George H.W. Oh, yeah. Bush. I spent all day trying to get Dukakis. He was in Chicago. They had shut down the traffic and everything for the motorcade and all this stuff. And, um, I was unsuccessful during the day, but I kept getting promises that we're going to get called. You're going to, they're going to call you. Something's going to happen. Well, during the show, the hotline rings. Now I had not even told Stephen Gary that I was working on this because Boy, I, are they going to be proud of me? When yes. I Cause I knew it, you know, if I didn't score then it's a failure, right. but this, it was a really tough ask, right. but as I thought, all right, this is it. I've this got him on at the big time. I answer the phone and it's, uh, uh, you know, his forward or front man, I think they call him. He's like, hey, listen, I've got Michael Dukakis in the in the limo with me. Uh, he's got five minutes. Okay. He'll come on with Stephen Gary. I said, all right, hang on. <laughs> Put him on hold. Walked into the studio. I said, St-, you know, and I, and I, and I walk in there chest like. Pumpy. Little yeah. Little cocky. A little chirpy. A little cocky. <laughs> yeah. I go, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, does any other show would uh, like to talk to the presidential candidate right now on the phone? Are you serious? Yeah. Michael Dukakis on line yeah. one. And then I walked out of the studio again. And Steve comes out of the commercials. He's like, well, this is this is exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we have 
you know, the guy who's running for president uh, on, the, on the Democratic uh, uh, uh-huh. ticket, Michael Dukakis on the phone, and he goes to the phone, uh, you know, hello, Governor. Right. Thanks for being on the show with us. Hi, Steve, it's me, <laughs> Michael Dukakis. <laughs> it was some guy who called up pranking me yeah, yeah, and yeah. just happened to call on the day that, on the were, day that uh, I was working yeah. on this and immediately Steve's like Rick <laughs> and I that is just the biggest bonehead move of, and ever after that the next day uh, I got a call. We were doing a live broadcast somewhere. And Jim, <laughs> yeah, I got Frank Sinatra on the phone. <laughs> no, it was Jim Belushi. Uh, hey, yeah, it's Jim Belushi. Uh, you know, I want to come out with Stephen Gary. Like, yeah, right, Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hung yeah, up yeah. on him, and it really was Jim Belushi. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Funny. That's my story. All right. Uh, but we have time for an actual Jenkins story, right? Uh, we do, yeah. Fire up the... Um, when you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, what do you got? Newark, New Jersey admits it got scammed by a fake nation led by a fugitive. The largest city in New Jersey is, in, is admitting that its officials fell for a hoax to become a sister city with an Indian nation that just simply doesn't exist. At a signing ceremony on January 12th, Newark Mayor Ras Baraka celebrated the city's new relationship with the United States of Kailaza. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The cultural agreement officially made Newark and Kailaza, Kailaza um, global partners under the Sister Cities International which is a nonprofit organization founded by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. I pray that our relationships helps us understand the culture, (laughs) the social and political development, and improves the lives of everyone in both Newark and Kalasia. Little problem. Just a a little problem. (laughs) There is no Kalasia. There is no Kalasia. It was a completely manufactured country with a website, and I went on the website, and it's pretty crappy. Uh, the li- the links don't work, but they do have a merchandise tab. So if you want to buy a United States of man, K- I gotta K- tell you, please a website. Some people just have nothing else to do <laughs> so, with their lives. Right. So when asked how New Jersey could have fallen for the hoax, Mayor Baraka shrugged and muttered, "Probably an intern." <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So there you have it. Don't look. Do not. Book any plane planes to the uni- United States of Kailasia yeah. because there's no airport. You're never going to get right, there. Right, yeah. All right, I have a story for you. Now, uh, the uh, Oscars were this past mm-hmm. weekend, and you know they always talk about that uh, the big goodie bag that yeah. they give mm-hmm. the presenters. Um, I was just looking over this thing, and th- this year they got 60 gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, the the goodie bag is worth a hundred and twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Well, because those people need that too. Oh, absolutely. Um, here's a few of the things. All right, it says it ranges from a sixteen dollar bag of chocolate covered pretzels mm-hmm. to a forty thousand dollar visit to a Canadian luxury mm-hmm. estate. Also, a nine thousand dollar three night stay at the Faro Punta Imperiatore Lighthouse in Italy mm-hmm. um, for the nominee and seven friends. With seven friends. With tickets to the Ramones. Yeah. One square meter plot of land in Australia. What? Yeah. The land is valued at $50. Oh. I don't know what that's all about. So we can buy a square meter of yep. 50 bucks. You and... want to? Yeah. All right. I've got a link here for you. All right. 
It's from Pieces of Australia. That's what they call it. Also, a $12,000 arm liposuction procedure. Yeah. I was wondering when the plastic <laughs> surgery coupons were coming in. Uh, promising to give women an instant lean and toned look oh. with smooth shapes and and perfectly defined contours. Um, shinery radiance wash, a hand soap featuring Oprah's favorite things that cleans your jewelry while you wash your hands. Oh, something that we don't two, need. Two for one. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, here's one for you. A private hair restoration consultation. Okay. Well, uh, seven, valued at seven thousand, up to ten thousand. Seven thousand dollars for a consultation? Yeah, for the consultation. Yeah, you're bald. <laughs> there you go. Give me seven grand. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't include the actual <laughs> right. transplant. It's a consultation. Yeah. Uh, ten thousand dollars worth of procedures from Konstantin Vasyukovich, which is uh, chemical peels, uh, laser skin, that sort of thing. Uh, a heterosexual stunt double to perform sex acts in your sham marriage to your beard, <laughs> which I think is nice. That's worth 14000 An assistant to your assistant who says, oh, my God, you are so right in the rare events that your assistant disagrees with you. I mean, these these are valuable. Right. Right. A Groupon for divorce lawyers. <laughs> so anyway, right. uh, congratulations to the uh, presenters for right. their for their gift package. Uh, Eric Litt didn't do bad. He got three out of five. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. And the two he got wrong, I could have gotten, I think. Uh, really? I, I picked Jamie Lee Curtis, and I picked uh, uh, the, what was the other one he got wrong? The uh, whale guy. Yeah. He picked Elvis. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Got it, yeah. Yeah, I could have gotten that. So is he... We, he's out. <laughs> he's yeah. not going to come back. He's out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's right. time for one last feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is an email from CrossFit Cal. Oh. CrossFit Cal. Um, what is CrossFit? So what are they doing listening to our show, CrossFit? That's a great question. Yeah. Um it says here, my celebrity story is one you probably don't want to hear. Okay. Uh, I've heard you talk about your love of Ted Lasso, which uh, I think is coming back. back. Yeah. Is it this week or next week? Yeah, one of these weeks. Um, but I got to know Jason Sudeikis a bit when he was in Chicago at the Improv Olympics. Mm -hmm. I knew one of the other guys in his improv troupe, and he invited me to play basketball with them. Jason is a good basketball player. But he's also one of those guys who turns into a complete dick when he's playing sports. Every time someone gets near him, it's a foul. Every time he scores on you, he taunts. Pretty much the exact opposite of his Ted Lasso character. But when the game ended, he seemed nice. But that's that's uh, from CrossFit Cal and our celebrity potpourri. That's funny. That's funny. All right. We have one other show that we do. Yeah. And it's speaking of celebrities. Yeah. Uh, our other show is uh, our Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, and we and we interview celebrities from time to time. Yeah. And we've got a great one, Kurt Elling. Right. Uh, American jazz icon, Kurt Elling. He's won pretty much every award. He's won those Grammys. He he may have, we should have talked to him about his goodie bags. That yeah, we should have. Um, and we he's got a new EP out, and he was gracious to give us some time. Yeah, I check it out. It's uh, available right now. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Oh, we should thank the person that booked Kurt Elling for us. That'd be me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Um, 
at Starbucks? Was that where you guys you guys get coffee together? No, it's yeah. not. We go to a little place on Division. Okay. Yeah. We don't uh, want the, yeah. the spotlight. Right, know, exactly. Yeah. I know how that goes. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutiaman. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?